A reading from Luke 22, 39-46. Jesus went out as usual to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples followed him. On reaching the place, he said to them, Pray that you will not fall into temptation. He withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them, knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will but yours be done. An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him, and being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. When he rose from prayer and went back to the disciples, he found them asleep, exhausted from sorrow. Why are you sleeping, he asked them. Get up and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. Uh, we've, we've shifted here a little bit from uh, John, where he's talking, where Jesus is talking, and he's, he's kind of training and telling about the future. And then, and then we come to Luke, where he's much more an historian. He's much more sort of grounded. And he's saying, they go into the garden at Gethsemane, and you and I have walked in that garden, or an approximation of, of where they were then. Uh, it's very near Jerusalem, but it's outside of the city, and it's on a hill. Uh, and I, I love the way it's described place here, but there's something else going on, is that the garden, when we think of garden, uh, of course we think of the Garden of Eden, but we, we, we see a kind of, uh, this is, it, it, Jesus is feeling the full weight of the moment, and he, he's praying, and it's so intense that he, it seems like he is, Blood is coming out from his pores. But the disciples, on the other hand, have been overcome by the moment. And uh, they do exactly what Jesus has kind of predicted earlier on. They start falling away in a funny kind of way. They just fall asleep. They, they are meant to stand guard, and they're not standing guard. Well, the interesting Gethsemane literally means the olive press. And the way you get olive oil is you have this big, heavy stone that is moved over the olives, and it squeezes the, the very precious oil out of that. And Jesus is feeling that kind of pressure. He's being squeezed in all uh, areas. We, um, we just, I think, sometimes forget the pressure he's feeling now. We, we see Jesus kind of walking above the waves of his life, but now that really there's real intensity here. He knows what this is going to evolve. And remember, Jesus is human in every way like us, and the, he has a, an awareness of what he's about to go through. And so there's intense, tense pressure. He, he's driven to the Father, and this is one of the most profound prayers in the Bible. Um, we ge- generally think of about three prayers of Jesus. There are multiple prayers where he prays. But there's the, the Lord's Prayer, which is kind of prayer 101, all the steps of prayer. There's the high priestly prayer, which we looked at recently, of him standing in the gap for other people. But now this is the profound prayer. Lord, this is my situation. I really want you to change it, but not in the end. Uh, I'm not going to have my way. Your will be done. And this is deep, rich praying. I've heard people say, oh, when you pray, your will be done. At the end of a prayer, you're copying out. You're losing faith. Well, that's ridiculous. Jesus is not losing faith. He's in this moment telling the Father what he would like to happen, but in the end submitting to a better way uh, for the sake of others. On on a very different level, don't we all have this problem? I mean, of, of, of our way versus God's way? I mean, the way we get around it is we dis 
disregard God's way entirely and embrace our way and and say, I'm sure, Lord, you, you were all for this all along. Uh, but Jesus doesn't cop out at all. See, God, Jesus is not asking God to bless his plans. Jesus is telling him about his desires and then saying, Lord, I want your plans, for I know those are the better way.